Marching drum, we'll win the war and be alone. Fight as the one in heart and soul. Midnight man, the lovely moon. Keep this land your own. Love on the heart and call and cry. How many others can we make die? And this is the Christogenia Open Forum. It is Friday, August 8th, 
2011. Sorry, I have to take my glasses off to see the little date thing on my watch. I love that song because it represents the fighting spirit that our race should have, that our ancestors had for, for, for many, many centuries, e- even though it was often misdirected against our own kind. But today, most of our races, um, m- most white men in America and Europe have been chemically denutted by the pharmacology industry that, that they've been seduced by, and, and by fast food. And, and that's a damn shame. And, and um, we're going to have to wake up and be men again sooner or later, or we're all going to die. But the book says, the good book says that we're going to win. So somehow there has to be some sort of awakening, and, and surely there will be. It's just a matter of when. 2011 seems to be the year of Negro violence. That the um, that there that the the new um, fad is the Negro flash mob, and, and I personally can't believe that um, Negroes figured out how to use cell phones for this purpose on their own. I think some some Jew probably taught them how, but but it it, it seems that um. Negroes communicate with each other via their cell phones, which which they that most of them are getting free from various welfare benefit packages in several states now, and and um, they use these cell phones to connect and and to rise up and and converge on certain neighborhoods in in fits of violence and pillage, um, beating and white people and destroying property, and and they've um, that this has happened. In, in Boston and West Orange, New Jersey, or South Orange, New Jersey, and, and some other cities, and, and especially in Philadelphia. It, it's happened um, four or five times in Philadelphia, three times alone in June. It happened in March, and, and um, hundreds of Negroes converged and just started beating up white people. The media has um, not played this nationally but with any big fanfare, they've tried to that they've tried to keep the news on it local and and keep a lid on it. From my perspective, there was a um, a Negro riot at the Wisconsin State Fair the other night, where hundreds of Negroes converged and and started beating up whites, singling out whites specifically. That there were several news casts local newscasts. I didn't hear anything national. There were several local newscasts in Wisconsin, and, and the first few newscasts, and I, I have them all on, on the john844.org site, the first newscasts didn't even mention that they were black. They called them teens, that they called them an angry mob, but they never called them black. Even though they mentioned, they, they did in the initial newscasts report that it was reported that the, the, the attacks were racially motivated. And even stating that the attacks were racially motivated, the newscasts didn't state that the attackers were black, but which is absolutely incredible. The um, later newscasts had victims stating towards the end of the newscast that the attackers were black, and I'm surprised they, they even let that on, but they did let that out. But but it was um it was rather secondary, right? Well well um 
the the reason why I'm bringing all this up tonight, and and I have one more thing to talk about, and that's Tottenham in London. The cops had um in in London had evidently shot for for one for whatever reason they shot a, a Negro drug dealer, and um and that set off demonstrations which led to riots and Negroes have now burned down and pillaged and looted half of um, the neighbor, neighborhood of Tottenham in London. And, and it's, it's um, yeah, you know, we've had Negro riots in the past, and, and while they didn't all have a good reason, the media was always able to point to something to make excuses for them, and and not like like the Rodney King beating, or, or the, the you know the Watswell, well, I, I mean the, the the Martin Luther King shooting. I remember those riots when I was a child, but the Watts riots in in Los Angeles. I think at one point they attributed them just to the heat. It was too hot. Well, well, on 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 one end of the stick that they they um like to talk about how Negroes are acclimated to the heat, and then when they riot, they, they like to talk about how it's, it's um, that they're rioting because it's too hot. That, that's just incredible. That, that's an excuse. It, it shows that liberals will make any excuse for Negroes. But, but basically now, there, there is no, with these flash mobs in Philadelphia and these outbreaks of violence, there is no excuse. But there's also a video on, on johnny44.org from Ottawa, Canada, what where um four or five dozen Negroes converge on a convenience store and basically wipe it out. And the the um the video is from the store's security cameras. And and they just wipe it out. And and this uh, I think is a sign that the Negroes are actually starting to believe the reports in the Jewish news media that show that the, the um, white presence in Western civilization is weakening. And, and the Jews have been trumpeting that. And the Negroes, you know, some of them can read. And, and I, I think that this is a sign of the decay of our culture. And even though I'm not saying that this is going to, um, to, to be magnified anytime soon, and I'm not saying it won't either, I'm not saying this is going to magnify itself anytime soon. The, the very fact that this that this is going on, it, it was unthinkable, except except for the remote um, incidents like the King shooting in 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 the 60s. The very fact that this is going on what would be unthinkable a few years ago. I I believe that that's um. It, it should be major national news. Nothing like this has happened. At, at this scale since the King shooting and, and, and the civil rights marches of the 60s. And the media is really trying to keep a clamp on, on these outbursts of Negro violence. And what we need to do is, is we need to use that this as, so that we need to use this as a um, a vehicle to witness to our white brethren. And, and every time that we get the opportunity, we should mention these sudden outbursts of Negro violence, what happened in Wisconsin, what happened in Tottenham in London, what happened in, what, what's happening 
um, almost regularly in Philadelphia. But we should point this out every chance we get. We should make posts every chance we get and, and um, try to point people to the truth. And, and I'm not trying to get people free advertising for my website. Believe me, I don't make any money off my website, right? I mean, website visits don't even translate into book sales, to be honest with you. But I don't care. We, we, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, Bob and PA made a username, john844.org, and, and started making posts of, uh, about Tottenham on Yahoo News. And, and I think that all of us here... If we all made a couple of posts like that and, and pointed people to the Saxon Messenger or the Clifton site or to Christogenia, that that um that might be a good vehicle to, to wake people up, right? And it doesn't even have to be the one of the Christogenia websites. It could be the IsraelElect.com. I, I don't care, the KingdomIdentity.com. But but um we should. What I'm saying is, you know, we all spend enough time at our computers. We should be more proactive and um, try to spread the word and use these things as, as vehicles to spread the word and, and to make more posts and, and to get more people aware of what's going on and, and investigate what's going on. We should use these um, incidents as opportunities to evangelize our families. Ask them, why do you think the Negroes do these things? I'll tell you why the Negroes do these things. When I grew up, what we more or less, and when I say we, I mean myself and, and the other kids in the neighborhood and, and some of the adults in the neighborhood, what we knew that when the Negro said the phrase, the man, that he was talking about white authority, and the rule of law. That's what the Negro meant by the phrase, the man. The Negro despises white authority and the rule of law, and the Negro knows damn well, a lot better than the white man, that the white man in this world represents the forces of the rule of law, that it's the white man that has brought law to the world. And and we've done that because, well, whether for good or for evil, that's, yeah, you know, when I say for evil, we're, we're not really supposed to try to civilize the Negro. It's just not supposed to happen. The leopard can't change its spots. This is a huge mistake that, that we've made, but it's also made by the will of God because it's a matter of biblical prophecy, right? But we have to understand that it's a mistake to try to take these alien creatures and force upon them our ethics and our laws. And the Negro realizes that. The Negro recognizes the man, meaning the white man, as the force of law in the world. The Negro, and of course there are exceptions to this, but there are very few, the Negro can't live by the rule of law. And as a race, they will always backslide. While individuals can do well in our society, that, that, that's evident all over the place, right? That they can seem to cope and get along in our society and, and um, have jobs and homes and things like that. There's no doubt. For the most part, as a race, they will always backslide. Because that 
it's natural to them to live by the rule of the jungle. It's only the perception of white force and authority and the rule of law that keeps the Negroes in general in check. And that now they perceive that white authority and the rule of law is weakening in, West, in the Western world. They see their own numbers being augmented. They see the numbers of other aliens being augmented. And they're getting bolder. That's the way I see it. They're going to continue to get bolder. Look at how many rapes there are of white women in Europe by Negroes and by Muslims. And imagine that happening in Alabama in the 1930s. There ain't no way that's going to happen in Alabama in the 1930s, right? But they're getting away with it in, in Sweden and Norway, and white men are, are doing nothing about it. They're not even pressing their governments to do anything about it. Not yet. Who knows? How, how far do they have to be pushed? How many white women have to be raped by, by these beasts and, and destroyed by these beasts before white men finally say, okay, that's enough, we're going to do something about this now. And I'm not encouraging us to take the law into our own hands, but what I'm saying is that as a society, we have to learn that these beasts are never going to voluntarily succumb to our civilization and, and be civilized. They can't be civilized. That's the difference between Eli James's theology and my theology. Eli thinks that the kingdom of heaven is going to be us ruling over them. And I believe that that's not possible. It's never been possible. It never will be possible. Because they will never accept white authority and power and the rule of law. They will always rebel against that because that's what they are. The leopard can't change its spots. So we have, um, well, well, we'll see how much more violence that, that there will be, but we've had an incredible amount of violence, open violence, um, by Negro, young Negro people in, in Britain and in America against whites, and the national media is trying real hard as from, from what I see, that they're trying real hard not to talk about it. But we have to use this as an opportunity and, and point this out whenever we can and, and make posts and, and whether it's emails and, and point this out to our brethren and, and show them what's happening. And, and I'm not even talking about South Africa. That, that's um, the, the things going on there. It's getting worse and worse down there. And those people are are, are much further along in, in suffering from Negro violence than um, from black violence than anything in, in London and Philadelphia. But when it starts to hit home, you, you know, you talk to the average white guy on the streets of New York, he doesn't want to hear about South Africa. That's some faraway exotic place. He has no care for it. But when it starts to hit home, well, well maybe they'll listen. Now, that's the way I see it. I don't really have a biblical topic tonight. 
Um, I, I decided to forestall it. I, I was going to cover my paper, Baptism in What? I may do that Saturday. And, and I may do it Saturday because this is going to be the last Monday night Christagenia Forum, open forum, at, at least for the foreseeable future. I am moving this program to Saturdays, 8 p.m. on TalkShoe. There's several reasons why I'm doing that. For the last um, seven months, I've left Saturday nights to Eli James on TalkShoe, and um, I, I think he's getting lonely, right? I, I think he needs some company. I'll just be on a different program. Aside from that, you know, I've been doing these programs here on, on the Christiganian chat server for 15 months. Of course, I'm not closing the chat server. This has been a 24-7 chat server for 15 months, even though somebody's not here all the time. It's going to continue to stay open. It's going to continue to be a 24-7 chat server. But there's a dozen or two um, people, good people here on any given evening. And everybody, you know, all of you who, who are of our persuasion are welcome to come here at any time. But um, since I moved the chats here, I, I kind of felt, and in some ways it's advantageous because it's basically virtually troll-free. And that's been a wonderful experience. But it's also in many ways been bottled up. And, and there are a lot of people that are hesitant to come here for one reason or another that, that would come to talk to you, and maybe the exposure would be better. So, so it, it's a, um, it, it's weighing, um, well, one benefit against another. It, it's, um, I, I think it might be time for a change, because even though while, while 25, sometimes 30 people might show up for one of these Monday night forums, to get two or three people to participate in the conversation is like pulling teeth. And, and um, it's been like that for a long time now. And um, that, that doesn't make for a good open forum. It's, I'm not castigating anybody, but um, I get a lot of people talking on the Euro forum when there's only a dozen people here, maybe six or seven or eight of them are talking. And... and um, this is an open forum. It's supposed to be so that we could um, put out our questions, disputes, um, inquiries on the table and, and discuss them openly. That's, that's what I always envisioned of this forum. And, and that worked for a while, but, but it, it, it hasn't really worked lately. So I thought maybe moving this program to Saturday night would not only give Eli some company, let me leave it at that, but, but it would also breathe some new life into this program. Now, um, I still plan to give one presentation or another for at least the first hour of each of these open forum sessions, but I would also like to participate, um, to, to encourage participation, because I am probably... I hate to call myself anything, right? I'm probably the only Christian identity speaker, writer, whatever, who who does this, who puts himself out there and is willing to engage in open discourse and conversation publicly every week. You won't find this in Eli James. You won't find this in Ted Wheeland or any of those other clowns. You just won't find it. They don't do it. 
they get up behind the pulpit and, and, and they yell and scream and talk for however long they, they have to get their message across, and they leave. And they rush out. So, so um, yeah, you know, I really started this chat server to, to, to offer community because that's what Christianity is all about. And to, to a great extent, we have had community here. I, I have There's a bunch of good people that show up here um, at least several evenings a week apiece, and, and that's a wonderful thing. But, but the open forum programs, if they're going to continue, that they have to be open forums, right? So I figure I'm going to move them to talk to you. They'll be more public, that the people will have the chance to talk anonymously, but I'm probably not going to let guests type in the chat. Yeah, you know, but if people want to call in, and, and if they're clowns, of course, they're going to get shut right off if they're trolls. But, but if people want to call in, that, that's fine. And, and that might... um open the door for more opportunities to um, reach people that haven't been here the last 15 months. That's the way I look at it. This is an open forum, and um, if anybody wants to talk, well, well, this is your opportunity. So far, the only taker is Bruce, but Bruce is a taker almost every week. Hello, Bruce. I've always been the sucker. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Well, there's a certain, uh, there's, uh, oh, you know, free spokenness, open, you know, to speak openly is, uh, what the Greek word in, uh, that Paul used, that he may have boldness, that, that Greek word was to speak openly. Parasia. It, it encapsulates the same idea that the founders of this nation tried to encapsulate when they said uh, when they talked about having freedom of speech there's no doubt hello Robert hello Victor hello, hello. Victor welcome I, I back to mention before I don't know where this topic is going to go but you did mention the fact that I'm posting on Yahoo and there are some interesting things about that you noted my frustration last night and I still haven't figured out all the words but Yahoo does definitely flag specific words that will not allow you to post uh, if you have those words in it. Two, two of those, I know that uh, it won't let you put a Negro in there, so you have to disguise that. And the other one it won't let you do is Jewish if it's not capitalized. It has to be capitalized in order for it to post your, your, um, your comment. And then I have an, another post last night I was trying to get in there. I am, was unsuccessful because what they end up doing is if you attempt to post something a number of times, they'll they'll flag your account and you can't post anything for a while. So uh, and, and it, it, it's a very interesting process, but they've, they've made the comment section as politically correct as possible. And I was kind of wondering why there weren't more people like us in their posting, I wouldn't say derogatory, but at least bringing up the Jewish issue. And, and some of the reasons are the fact that your comments will never appear uh, if you have certain uh, incorrect PC or, or non-PC non words in there. 
Well, well, that's right. But they, you know, these posts, these major events are a good opportunity to make posts and link websites like 911missinglinks.com or, or the Saxon Messenger or, or whatever, and, and um, hopefully maybe bring somebody to read one of those websites and, and to waken up to why these events are happening. Exactly. Now, what Yahoo has also done is it won't allow you to put in a, a link inside there. It'll flag it right away. So the oh, Okay, but you can put john844-dot.com. As my username, I put john844.org. And that... that well, well, that's why, perfect. That's ingenious. Yeah. Right? Well, I figured that one out right away, but I'm saying that they have all these little rules to keep uh, people like us out of there. Right. I mean, it, it's amazing what they'll allow you to say about, quote, other races, uh, but they, they, they seem to, they're really picky about uh, the blacks to some extent. They, they can't make, I mean, you can use black because black and white are colors anyhow, and they're really very difficult to flag that. Um, and certain people were doing darky. That, that worked. I haven't figured out all the words. I, I had a couple of other posts I wanted to put up, but my account got locked out. And um, Johnny44.org? Yeah, it's, it's it's back up again now. But it, the, what they do is they, they lock it so you can't post. Well, well you can start at Johnny44.net. That'll work, too. No, so you got to start a whole other email account. They flag the email account. Okay. Well, well I have access to unlimited email accounts if you want, right? In fact, you could use anything.christagenia.org as an email account, and it'll come back as um, a valid email they account. They have three, three separate things that they'll accept. It's got to be Google or Yahoo or something else. If wow. Hosting. Yeah, they've got it restricted now. Uh, YouTube has done the same thing. So it's once you get your account flagged in YouTube, it's extremely difficult to get these posts out. And I think that's what's happening with um, – the camera video that took place during the Milwaukee riots where these you know, the blacks went nuts at the fairground, they flagged the accounts that were posting the camera, the um, phone camera videos, and therefore, in order to get those back up again, those people had to go through hoops to get the their a, a new account. So you know, my Gmail account was disabled for two days this week, earlier this week. I didn't make a big stink about it on here, but, but um, I don't know why Gmail did it, right? It, it, was, it was down for an entire day and most of another day. And, and they apologized and all that about my account being disabled, but I, I don't buy it. I, I have no idea why it was disabled, but um, I, I never have had a problem with it for two years. And I stay signed in because I'm always in Google Analytics, right? Yeah. So I sign into my account often because my Google Analytics account for Christogenia is tied to it. Well, they're getting more clever, and I think that we've got to get this. We've got to get this stuff out while we can. I didn't realize how bad it had gotten in the comment section because I commented before without big problems. You could basically put anything in there. But they're they're definitely flagging the stuff now. This this rioting is, is is has got to be flagged, in my opinion. This is ridiculous. 
I mean, not flag, but I mean, we got to get some comments in there, at least where to go to get real information. Well, well, right. It's the perfect opportunity is the Wisconsin State Fair and, and the websites, the news articles that talk about that. It's the perfect opportunity to get links to um, or, or to direct people to, to, to Christagenier or, or to any Christian identity websites, right? And I would encourage people to use as little derogatory comments as you can. Well, well, right. We want to sound intelligent. We don't want to sound stupid when we do it, right? We want try, people try to, to go check out those websites. Try to get the information across so that you're, you, you know, you want to target the crowd. But at the same, you know, you want to make our objective, of course, is to is to um, find at least those whites that are somewhat getting to the point where they could become racially aware. I'm going to throw something in there real quick. Um, this may not be your experience. You may have a totally different experience where you are in Pennsylvania, work where you are. What I have noticed is that most most whites, unless they're just screaming moonbat lefties, most whites, to one extent or another, are racially aware about blacks. Now. They won't wear it on their sleeve, won't talk about it in public, but you'd be amazed, even in civilized Arkansas, for example, how many times you'll hear a nigger joke in private. Um, most white people, in my experience, understand how dangerous blacks are. So it wouldn't take a whole lot of, they just see this stuff on TV, for example, and I don't know how much coverage is it getting on the news because I don't turn the thing on except for little select channels I watch. But I don't know how much coverage is getting, but I don't know how much people are seeing, but I know the words out about these rights. I mean, you know, you know there's, I hear about it on the street. They're clearing some stuff, though, Victor. If you're not looking for it, what they're doing is they're actually um, visibly showing you whites on the news, from what I can tell, even from the Yahoo pictures. So what they're trying to say is that it's just a bunch of different people, when in reality we know who it is. It's the it's the it's the it's these um, these blacks chimping out like they usually do. And I would say that you're correct in, in your assessment of whites in an area where whites have been exposed to a large groups of blacks. Yes. I've noticed in California where there's not a large black population, but there's, you know, it's more Hispanic here, if you even want to call it that, uh, that a lot of these whites are not aware of how dangerous blacks are. They're just simply not aware of it. And the same thing with the middle of the country. They still think that that because um, they have a, a less exposure to blacks, that there's not a huge problem. Uh, and they almost have to get to that point where there's a, a critical mass of blacks and things go to hell. Then they become aware. But that's too late. Then their community's destroyed.
But I, I'm telling you, what I'm hearing out on, I say, the street. And I literally mean there because there's like one street in my, one real street. Um, what I'm hearing from people face-to-face, they understand that it's blacks riding up there. A friend of mine talked to him yesterday. He pulled up to his house and we're talking. And he said, well, did you hear about them niggers riding up there up north? Yeah, man, I heard about it. I mean, and, and, and this guy doesn't use the internet. That he could spell internet. So he heard about it from somewhere. I would almost say there was more awareness in the '60s when these when these these bunch of blacks, you know, the blacks were burning down Wilmington and Philadelphia, and and you know they were burning down all of our major cities. I, I happened to be in that area in the '60s. So there, that was prevalent, and I'm almost irritated with my parents' generation for not instilling that in my generation, because they damn well did know that it was the blacks burning down the cities. Now we have the same issue again. It's, it's, like, it's like deja vu. One generation later, what are the blacks doing? They're burning down white cities again. Yeah, I put a lot of blame on that generation ones who came into their prime in the 50s and 60s, and there's been a couple around here that I've just, I've castigated them to their face when they start talking about what blacks are going to straight in the face. You know, where the hell were you in the 50s during the central high crisis here in Arkansas? Or where you, know what their, you know what their solution was, Victor? And this is the honest truth. Their solution, I remember when, when Mondale put busing in in the 60s and all of a sudden, these white schools were having blacks bust in from the inner city into their nice, pristine suburban. They pulled their kids out of school, and it was the largest private school sectors that opened in that particular area in Wilmington, Philadelphia, where I used to live. So they right. what they did is they ran, but right. mm-hmm. they had right. an opportunity to inform, and they never did that. They never taught their children that these people are dangerous. And so now, and yeah, now, now you and I and everyone else, you know, that are in their 40s and 50s, we've got to learn this on our own uh, with another bad situation happening. It's unacceptable. I think well, we, it was the we, same we, thing. It was the same we, thing in Little Rock. You know, you've heard of the, the Central High Crisis, okay, 57. And when I was a kid in the 70s, all they talked about on the news was white flight out of Pulaski County. White flight, white flight. People were moving out of the Little Rock School District and going to Jacksonville. White city then, almost pristine white. Okay? And we've got, for instance, in my county, here in the southern part of Arkansas, we've got exactly two school districts. Now, we're south. We're like 40 minutes south of Pine Bluff, which is 80-something percent nigger. We've got two school districts, one that covers most of the, of the county, and then there's Woodlawn. And Woodlawn, by far, is one of the best school districts in southern Arkansas. And it's, it's like 90-something percent white. The town is pristine white. And it's made up of people who fled Pine Bluff, either left Pine Bluff or paid the tuition to send their kids across the border, uh, the county line, into Woodlawn, knowing that their kids are not going to get beat up or raped or introduced to drugs and stuff like that because they don't, they don't put up with those things. Okay, they just tucked tail and ran. And they did the same thing in Pulaski County in the 60s and the 70s. 
Uh, and, and, and like I said, I, I, a couple of these older gentlemen that go off around me about niggers, and I look them straight in the face and ask them, well, where were you in the 50s? Where were you in the 50s? Okay? Y'all wanted to talk big. My dad's senior trip in 59, they rode on the side of the bus, Arkansas, the land of Falbus, and they went down to Pensacola, and all they went through the south, people were telling them, yeah, we're with you, yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, where are your fruits, people? You know, now your daughter's dating a nigger, or your granddaughter's, and you got to hold a little half-nigger baby, a grandbaby. Good job there. You know what's a shame about that, Victor, is they're still, they're accepting it. By accepting yes. that half nig- that that niglet, they're accepting the fact that they've been conquered. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they feel like they have to. Now they're yeah. old. They're, now they're old, and they're like, well, you know, what the hell? Well, you know, why why should I get upset about it? go along and you know? And this well, well, that's exactly right. It is an invasion, and we have been conquered, and and everybody that accepts that those grandchildren or those son-in-laws or those daughter-in-laws are accepting that they're servitude. They're accepting that they're, they're, um, that they're having been conquered. There's no doubt. Well, it's not a coincidence, I don't think, in the early part of the 1900s, so like 1913 specifically, you get things like uh, the federal income tax coming in, but also you get these progressive movements, like the formation of the NAACP and, and other things, going like 100 years now, so it would be like 1911. Wow, it's interesting how all those game changers popped up in the same 20-year span almost. And there's other things I can name. No offense to any of the ladies in the chat room, but the women's suffrage unit, uh, women's suffrage movement really takes off in that time period. All the game changers that cast or castrate the, uh, the white male. And that is my great Great grandparents who were of age in that in, in their prime at that time. That's how long ago we've been conquered. Well, that was when the kingdom was given over. Well, I have no doubt, but that doesn't mean we have to like it, and that doesn't mean we can't try to make our brethren aware of what's going on. That's our that's our obligation. Ye are my witnesses, and, and, and that's our obligation, is trying to relay this truth to our brethren. Oh, just an aside, Bill. Not that it really means a whole lot. Uh, I love that song, The March of Canberra. And I noticed uh, quite some time ago that Harold Covington had put a, a video on YouTube that song is, is an NBA recruitment thing. The one small issue I have with that song and I don't know if you know it or not, is that it is sung by a transsexual. Wow, I didn't know that. I'll never play it again. <laughs> Heather Alexander used to be Alexander James. What the hell? Yeah, it's still a great song, man. Play it. You know, forget about that. Just go ahead and... Cause it's well, a- well, this is my last open forum here. I mean, I'll, I'll still do the Euro forums here, but the open forums are going to talk to you where I can't play songs. Oh, well. I mean, I could, but the quality would be horrible, right? Yeah, you'd be playing it over your phone. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in. That is horrible. That That is, um... And I started to email Harold Covington about that, and I thought, no, why bust the guy's game up? He's 
knowledge out of that song. So. Well, I was going to tell you who it was in this forum that turned me on to that song, but now I'm keeping my mouth shut because I don't. He's a good guy. I don't want to send him out there. <laughs> I mean, most people don't know that. I guess. Wow, that's a horrible thing. Yeah, he's a she now. It's androgyny. Is it a he or is it a she? Is that the blonde in the icon that I'm looking at in, in the preview? My, my Linux machine gives me a preview for the icon, right? It's an it. Wow. That just burst my bubble, Victor. That, that's like finding out that um, Michael Jackson was black. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, anyway. <laughs> Can I address that to myself? I, that's I, I only a joke. Because <laughs> I really do love that song. I've always, I've always liked it, and uh, I, I was pleased to see Covington use it, and I was doubly pleased to walk in here tonight. And, and that's just, I mean, come on. I mean, I like ABBA, and they're a bunch of screaming left. Yeah, I've actually uh, used that song, that, that song about four or five times the last couple of months on on open forums. Uh, I I won't use it again. <laughs> I promise. What else do we have tonight? We have to have something else tonight. I, I, I mean, this is um. The, the, I, I know I didn't have a whole lot to talk about tonight, but I think this Negro violence thing is important, and and we have to use this as our opportunity. Events like this, we have to use as our opportunity to reach the mainstream, to to try to um, elucidate to our brethren why these events are taking place. And this that that's our our chance because it, it's times like these that 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 people in the mainstream are are looking and wondering. Uh, one of the funniest comments I saw on the uh, Milwaukee violence that took place is a a white individual, I guess with his entire family, was discussing the fact that they wish they could take a couple of the chimps home to explain to the chimps uh, how wonderful whites really were. And I, it's, it's amazing how entirely brainwashed these Jews have made our brethren. It's, it's incredible. I mean, us on this board, can you even imagine thinking about taking a black home to your house to explain how nice you are? Well, well, the black might believe you after he's been given your twelve-year-old your, your daughter and, and and the contents of your jewelry box and and your savings account. Yes. And and then he'll still come back for more. It, it's a wolf in in a hen house, right? Uh, I mean, the wolf is going to eat his full. But then he's going to want to eat again in a couple of days, and again in a couple of days. It, it never ends. They're parasites. We can't. How much do we have to give the Negro? Uh, I try to make the point in my Philadelphia article that the Negro doesn't understand that it's not just opportunity. Once you have the opportunity, you need hard work to turn that opportunity into success. And all these niggers bitch and cry and moan about opportunity. They have all the opportunity in the world. They get coddled with kid gloves. They could go to all these colleges and get preferences. They could have all these jobs and, and, and get preferences above whites on, on civil service examinations, in hiring, and they still can't build a society. They still can't maintain a society. 
They still can't because they don't understand the difference between opportunity and achievement. They think that opportunity means, okay, zap, you're a millionaire. That's not opportunity. Opportunity is, is the, the chance to work hard to become a millionaire. Well, opportunity, quote-unquote, is a smokescreen thing. Um, these black organizations, NAACP, some of the newer ones that are kind of flying under the radar right now, they're started by uh, leftist groups, read that as Jews, who have been told, you know, okay, you and your ancestors were in chains for 400 years. You're never going to be on the same plateau as Whitey uh, unless you um, get over on Whitey. And uh, Whitey owes you your daughter for 400 years of oppression. And, and they get that in their heads, and they may not talk about it out in the open, but they believe it. Well, yes, they do. And I'll tell you something else, too. If you want to know, if you want an in-depth lesson, not recommending this, but I'm saying if you want an in-depth college course lesson in how to screw the government and get by, go out here, like here in Arkansas, to the sticks where a bunch of niggers live and talk to them about it. They can tell you more ways to get over on Whitey and government than you would even dream was possible. And they're good at it. Very good at it. Yeah, well, they're they're doing it to everybody now. They're doing it to the, to the whites. This is so multifaceted. Uh, they've done it in the education. They've done it in the hiring practices. Uh, they've taken away our 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 protect our right to protect ourselves. They've uh, uh, disenfranchised with our property rights. So you know, a lot of these people are giving up. They don't think they have something to fight for anymore. You know what's interesting? I mean, if you look at this from the perspective, I know this is an insult to Bill's dog, but there really is no difference between a dog and um, these blacks and bastards. Because you give them a little, and they're going to be back for more and more and more. And the more attention you pay to them, the more attention they want. So the best thing that you can possibly do is give them no attention. Then they'll go away. Well, well, that that works, and and I know that works from personal experience in prison. You let them know right up front that they don't have anything coming. You you let them know right up front that they can't have anything from you, and and you let them know right up front that if they try to get anything, they have a big problem, and they'll leave you alone, and they go away. That that's essentially what Yahweh said too. I mean, it, it, I don't I don't think that the analogy between a dog. And these um, these Negroes or or bastards is a is it, it's a pretty good analogy. Well, well, that's why why the um that that's why Revelation twenty two said that you know when the kingdom of heaven and the city of God descends from heaven that the dogs are outside. That that's very plain, and they're never getting into the city. And, and that's exactly what they are. So does that mean Eli's right? They're going back to Chinktown? No, because Revelation 22 says that everybody outside goes into the lake of fire. I just had to get that in, though. Eli thinks that the lake of fire is a town in Mexico. 
I keep looking for it on the map. I, I don't see any um, Agua del, Fe, del Fierro or whatever. <laughs> Agua del Fuego. Fuego. I, I forget. Uh, I forget how to say lake in Spanish, right? It's funny. It is a silly joke. Robert, you have something to say? Robert, we can't hear you. Or, or maybe I can't hear you, but everybody else can. I can. I can't hear him either. Robert, you're white, Lib, but we can't hear you. No, it's not working, Robert. He's always trying these these strange connection routines, right? Through Skype and cell phones, and it doesn't work. Okay, how about now? Huh? Well, well, that might work. I think Spanish for a lake is Lagos. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't remember. Is is that it? Is that all you wanted to tell us? That's all I have right now. I'm listening. Thank you. Okay, Robert. Thank you. Gallagher is here. He speaks Spanish. He could have hit fixed me up, and he didn't. <laughs> well, well, this is an open forum program. Come on, people. Somebody has to have something. I'm going to start next Saturday on, on the open for the first open forum on talk show. I'm either going to have, um, I don't know which it's going to be yet. It's either going to be Don Spears. I'm either going to have a conversation with him, and that should be very interesting, or, or I'm going to present my baptism in what paper with, with some elucidations. Because I am going to, um, but Bruce made the suggestion a couple of weeks ago, and, and it's been on my mind a long time, believe me, but I, I would like to get audios on all of my important papers. Well, well, the ones that I think are important, right? I don't know what you think. But, but um, yeah, yeah, I am going to try to do that. So it's going to be one or the other, and, and they'll both be done over the next two weeks. Baptism in what? Which, which is a paper that a lot of people still don't understand, and, and um... Hopefully, I'll be able to elucidate it. And, and um, Don Spears, which should be interesting. So, Bill, on this getting out of Babylon, other than just starting to disconnect yourself from the system, uh, doesn't that, I mean, to me, that also means getting out of these highly Pop, the high, highly mongrel populated areas. I mean, so it is kind of a, a running away. Would you agree with that or, or not? It, is it a running away, getting out, getting yourself and, and your children or your wife as you have them out of harm's way? I don't think that's a running away. Uh, I think that it's common sense. I, I wouldn't want to be in the city. I, I wouldn't want to be in Jersey City right now. I wouldn't want to be in Philadelphia or Westchester or, or one of those towns right now that, that are um, 50, 60, 80% black. What's a far enough away, though? I mean, eventually this, this encro encroachment of these 
of these um, of these beasts are going to be pretty much everywhere. I mean, well, I think well, well, well basically, it, it's common sense to be far enough away to be and, and to be self-sufficient is the ideal. And and you don't have to be too far away if you're self-sufficient. I, I mean, the way I look at it is this: if um, if Yahweh wants you to survive the, um, until his arrival, well, well, you're going to survive, right? I, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And if you live through a good old age and die, well, that's fine too. And if your children or, or your your, your um, progeny or your hairs are going to survive, they're going to survive. And and if they're not going to survive because Yahweh doesn't will it that way, well, well, then there's no way that you're going to find safe haven, no matter how far you are away. So so location is not everything, right? My, my idea is that you be far enough away to be out of of, of um, general harm's way and, and to be able to be self-sufficient. Yeah, you know, being far away from the cities usually means lower taxes, right? Not always in every state. It, it doesn't seem to mean that in New York. But, but um, in most places it means lower taxes and it means less interference with, with local government and it, it means that you have more land and the ability to be self-sufficient. I, I think that's very important. Our people, and, and it's not only just in case the economy crashes, but we should be self-sufficient to the greatest degree that we can simply because we shouldn't be relying on, on the Jewish fast food companies and, and, and the Jewish processed food companies for our, for our sustenance. They're not going to keep us healthy. Food that we grow out of the ground and eat, that's the only guarantee that we have to get halfway decent food. Well, but I also see this from another perspective, too, in the sense of not just the food thing, and this is kind of where I wanted to go a little bit, but it's also, it seems that a, a lot of whites use Jews as advisors for every single part of their life, whether it well, be the medical industry, the health industry, the financial industry. And, and that's like going to Satan. And Satan, what do you think I should do in this instance? Exactly. Satan, what do you think I should do about this? That, that's crazy. Right? right? I mean, it's it, suicidal. It is the way, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, yes, you're their, right. That's staying in their system. Uh, yeah, I understand, the, I understand the self-sufficiency, but, uh, you know, the Indians tried running away. There's got to be a point where we got to stand and fight. Well, well, right, but what I'm saying is that we should get out of their system. We shouldn't take their loans out. We shouldn't take their credit. We shouldn't go to their doctors and their hospitals. And and, and there's a lot of things that, that we could do on our own, which when enough of us do it, we're getting out of that system, and it's going to fall in on itself. I kind of think the other way, too. I would think that we would we, we should try to get in areas that are predominantly white because we're not supposed to be mixing with these people. Isn't that part of taking taking control of your local government? Can't trust a Jew in every board, I'll tell you that. Well, well right. Every, yeah, you could do, yeah, you know, I believe that you can make a difference with people and, and use local government as a vehicle to make that difference with people, but you're, you're not going to, to gain a political victory today. It's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, you might do it at a town level and, and be able to do good things for your town, but you're not going to get beyond that. Isn't that way the, the Constitution was set up? Your most important government is the one that's closest to you, and we've just got turned around with this uh, 
14th Amendment bullshit. Well, well, right. All politics is local is a true old adage. There's no doubt. Like, uh, everybody's yeah, talking about, though, the parents and the parents and the parents before that generation, but, you know, they split up the family, they put the wife to work, they, they got your kids in the school. I'm, I'm doing a, uh, an article on this uh, AWARE program, something about anti-white uh, prejudice and all this bullshit, and uh, we let them get away with that, and we're paying the bill for that. It's about time we started uh, saying, no, that's enough. Well, well, let me tell you what I noticed about the political process when I was in my 20s. I worked for county government for 12 years in my 20s, right? And, and actually, from the time I was 20 until I was 32. And, and um, I noticed... And, and and I was a um, I was in New Jersey, right? The land of Democrats. It, it's all Democratic, and I was a conservative, and and I was caught up in that Democrat, conservative, Republican, you know, liberal paradigm. And, and I thought I should be a conservative Republican, and and that's what I what, what I claimed until I woke up, right? And um, I, I was like the only Republican in Bayonne, New Jersey, for a long time. I, I swear. Well, well, um. Working for local government, you go and vote in local elections because it, it has a direct impact on you. And, and working for local government, I realized that just about the only people that voted in local elections were the people that worked for the local government. The school teachers all voted, the cops all voted, the firemen all voted, the public yeah, you know, the public um, public works people and the street sweepers, they all voted. But the local people, the, the people that actually made the money to pay the taxes so that those, those people that worked for government could collect their paychecks, they didn't vote. They only vote in presidential elections. And, and when they can't get their candidate, yeah, you know, or or, or when um, they're not happy with who wins a Republican primary or they're not happy with this or that, they don't realize that it's because they don't engage themselves in local politics. None of them do. It's crazy. The voter turnout for a local election in New Jersey would be like 10%. And, and all of the public employees go vote. And, of course, the candidate that gets in is usually the candidate that, that's made the most promises to the public employees to the teachers' union, the cops' union, the firemen's union. That's why they're making all the money today. Uh, up here, you, you, you don't have a job if you're not a teacher, a cop, or a fireman. There aren't any other jobs left, hardly. It, it's incredible, but that's because the average working person doesn't engage in local politics. They only go vote when they think it's important. When the president's running, they'll go vote. And that's the opposite. That's the opposite in a farming community where people uh, have uh, strong property rights. Uh, you know, they have things to protect. They're more into the local politics. It's just the opposite in the city because they're just uh, taken away from that because they don't have property rights. Well, well, that might be it. But that's my experience in in um in, in my youth from from New Jersey. Right. That, that's my direct experience. Uh, it seems like the world of Antichrist, the uh, democracy, uh, even in the protocols, it speaks about the illusion of giving people the, uh, as though they're giving us a, an ability to make choices or vote, which is humanism, where man, you know, where we're following some humanist uh, 
Well, well, right, Bruce. But even if you look at the organization of the children of Israel, and and um, under the Mosaic Law, they chose their local leaders. They didn't choose their national leader. They chose their local leaders. That's the way this country was designed on on that, and people have abdicated that. Yeah, well, if they're not Christian, uh, if they're not really, you know, identified as Christian, uh, they have no place at all. Even, I mean, it's crazy the uh, the type of uh, people that they. Well, well, if you if you look at the way the Mosaic Kingdom was set up, you had the Levites. The, the local Levites were the administrators, but the people were, were organized under captains of ten, and they chose that the ten local families would choose their leader. And, and then those leaders of the ten local families, ten of them would get together and choose a leader of a hundred, right? That, that's how the Mosaic Kingdom was organized, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't a democracy, right? <laughs> well, well, no, but it was more like a republic, and, and that's, you know, Madison wrote our Constitution, and, and, and the Founding Fathers were basically, a lot of them were biblical scholars, and had that model in mind. Well, they have more of a the, uh, theocratical approach, right? Well, well, it was definitely a theocracy, yes. The, 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 the All of our rights come from the Almighty, not from man. And, they knew that in their heart and their mind. Well, they drew a, yeah, you know, they tried to negotiate between um, God-given rights and, and self-rule. Yes, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, Michael. Oh, okay. Okay, good. excellent, excellent. I didn't see a little microphone by my name there, so I was like... Um, yeah, you can almost see why, like, uh, you know, these ancient Israelites... You know, would, would wanted to choose a king, right? What I mean, what gets into what gets into people that that have to have, uh, you know, like you said, you know, people put a, you know, they'll go vote for the president, but they won't vote for their local leaders. You know, what's our, and the president, you know, it's going to affect them a lot less than their local leaders. Well, well, right, but because the people in New Jersey didn't choose their local leaders, didn't engage in local politics, you'll see that the municipal governments are run by very small, surprisingly small cliques. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And why is it that the Jew seems to understand this, but... He, he set it up with party, party politics. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you can you can find they seem to understand this, and uh, where they can't you know get a Jew in there to run, they'll they'll find a a a, a, a pliable goy, right? <laughs> and uh, I mean they seem to understand all this, you know. So well, well, you know, uh, I haven't. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not studied the early American Republic to the point that I probably should. I don't really understand how the parties became so quickly entrenched at such an early period because the democracy of Athens and, and all the founding fathers read the classics. They all did. They all quoted the classics that they read Thucydides, they read Herodotus, they read Plutarch uh, and and um, they quoted them often and alluded to them. They, they You know, all, all of the Roman writers. Well, well these were educated men and if, if you read Thucydides, you'll find that the Athenians they had outlawed parties. 
you couldn't have a party. A political party was anathema to the democracy of Athens. And, and that didn't really help them in their war against the Spartans, but that's the way it is. The Roman Republic. In the Roman Republic, if you read Livy, you'll find that the party was seen as a conspiracy. Yes, we almost had that in our, in our constitution. It started with the, the Aaron Burr-Hamilton uh, feud. Right, a party is a conspiracy against the rest of the nation, there's no doubt. Yes, and people don't understand that. But that whole Aaron uh, uh, Burr-Alexander Hamilton feud, uh, that that started people getting together in parties, the way they manipulated that uh, electoral vote there for uh, Burr to lose to Jefferson. Right, I need to study that more myself, but um, well, it's, I mean, it's incredible to me that it happened here because all those men, what were um, I, I, the preponderance of them anyway, were well versed in the the, the classics and, and in know, classical history. You know, uh, um, the thing of it is, is is supposedly the American Republic is patterned after the, after the old Roman Republic, right? And uh, um, that, but at least the Roman Republic lasted like what, seven hundred fifty years, something like that. I mean, crap, dude, we're not even gonna make two fifty. Well, well, the great. actual Republic period of Rome lasted about about four hundred and fifty years, right? Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, Rome was under a monarchy for its first several centuries. Un oh, until I, thought the, it, I thought it was about half and half. You know, no, it became a republic yeah. in the fifth century. And, oh, and okay. it, it fell back into a um, a monarchy or, or really a, an imperial tyranny in, in the time of um, well, well the, it dabbled with that in the time of Sulla, but it fell back into it permanently from the time of Octavius, right, Augustus Caesar. Right. You mean right after Julius Caesar? Julius Caesar wasn't a, a no. He uh, ended it. He ended the republic. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Oh, that's right. He got. He he got. He would have got knifed. Right. He never really would have got chance a chance to. Uh, yeah, there, there was a triumvirate under Julius Caesar, right? Right. But, but right. there was a time. There, there was a time. Uh, I think it was Sulla who who was a dictator for um, twenty years, in around eighty, a hundred to eighty BC or in that period. And and they tried for a long time to get that Republican. That Republican uh, form of government back, and they never could do it. Huh? That's because they lost their land holdership to the uh, uh, to the upper class, and you had less of them owning land. Mm -hmm. So they depended on the on the government, which is what happened to us. I don't, I don't think these cats understood what they did when they put this uh, uh, when they took us away from the Articles of Confederation and made us. Uh, an un unchecked uh, central government. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and I, I'm not really, you know, I'm not studied in Articles versus Confederation versus, you know, pre-13th Amendment type people and this and that, but some people say, hey, you know, take me all the way back to the Articles of Confederation, you know, you know, take me all the way back to that time, that's the America that they want, right? Well, everything's got its problems, but in the Constitution, they use the exact terms to describe the federal government that they were trying to uh, create, uh, the exact terms as which they admonished the king as being a tyrant for. 
And this was a this was this was all uh, you know they tried to push a fast one through Hamilton on us, and actually John Jefferson had to come back when he got wind of that from France because he was in France at the time, and uh, the best he can do was negotiate the Bill of Rights. And they said, well, you know, they're self-evident. We don't have to write them down. He says, no, let's write them down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm afraid that the tyrants back in those days are going to look like little kids compared to the tyrants that we're going to face. And to show you how bad they were, uh, they, they were supposed to put write those in after the first session, and they did not go back at it because the forefathers then would have hung them up in the tree. They didn't fool around. Yeah, that's cool, and that's what I like. I like people that I know, and 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 that's the, that's what America's got to get back to. And I and I guess we're just gonna have to have our economy and our AAA, our AAA, you know, standard and poor credit rating, you know, rip down. You know, who cares? You know, bring it all down. You know, if people if if people have to be impoverished to get off their fat tail and do something for themselves. Then I say bring it on. You know, it ain't gonna be fun. I ain't gonna like it, but uh, that's I, what it I, takes. I think they're, I think they're gonna die in the bloodbath. But you notice with all this, uh, what they they cracked the system up twice, gave all those loans, going to the big banks. People are sort of open their eyes up about these Jewish bankers, and now you got these riots in front of them. They they're just playing us. That's all they're doing with this riot bullshit. You mean you're talking about the riots in London? Uh, riots in London. We got riots here. We just don't realize it. We don't see it. Well, we got we got we got flash mob crap going on here, right? Well, yeah, you got your kid, your girls get raped. I don't know how I mean, many times no, no, a day. No, I mean, what, what I mean by flash mob is like you know two, three hundred, three hundred niggers go and you know beat up a bunch of white people and rob a bunch of stores and stuff. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that at the beginning of the program. Yeah, and I, I apologize. Solo was only the dictator for two years, and and he he, he reinstituted the republic, but it only lasted for, for a few decades after that. Your private property is getting violated. That's a right. You know what? You know what's interesting about this, and this is what um, Delaney pointed out to me the other night. <clears throat> I kind of knew this already. Uh, this could end real quick with these with these blacks. All whites have to do is strap on a sidearm. Almost every state in this country, you are allowed to have, without a license, without anything, a um, unconcealed weapon, and there's right. nothing the police can do about it. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But you're going to have a big hassle from the cops because they don't know those laws. They're not taught those laws. You know, yeah, I, I know, I know. Our okay. police force is being trained by Israel. I, I've got a topic on it. It's called through a program called Jinsa through our own tax dollars. Well, it has and nothing I, to do with what I said. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with what I just told you. Well, well, you're right. You're, you're right, Robert. But, but uh, I mean, what? the police and the law are, are not always associated. Well, that's true. That's true in Arizona. Like I, I live here in Texas, and I, and you you would think. Texas, of all, all places, you'd be able to do that. But it, I, I know for a fact that that is illegal. You're not allowed to have a uh, – you, you can have a concealed carry, but, but you can't have a, you know, a holster like they did back in the old West days and walk, no, that's walk down the street. That's untrue. You're giving completely false information. Texas is oh. an open carry state. Well, I've never so once. Pennsylvania, 
There's a whole bunch of states that are open carry states. Vermont is, but Negroes don't riot in Vermont. I've never once, I've never once seen anybody have an open carry, a civilian. I've never you once may seen not anybody. See it, but it's, but it's legal. Man, but I, I mean, I've because his father's beyond most people. I mean, I, I've got a friend that teaches a concealed carry class. I hang around. I mean, I mean, I could be mistaken. You're right, but, but. I'm pretty sure it's it's not le- open carry is not legal in this state. Well, well, why don't you check into it, Michael, and, and um, get back to us? Yeah, I thought actually, I should be actually, uh, you may be right on Texas, non-permissive open carry state. Here's the map. Texas used to be an open carry state. Obviously, they changed something. They probably changed it because they don't want you shooting the freaking Mexicans. Because we would do it. No, I think you got a point there. Well, I know that the laws on most state books were against concealed weapons, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and people automatically assume that because concealed weapons are illegal, that they can't carry weapons at all. Right. And, 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 the law, and the, today's law, it's just, it's like, well, here in Texas, all I can do is really speak for Texas. It's like, you can you can have concealed carry, and as a matter of fact, they encourage people. They encourage it. They have classes. They promote it. They're very gun friendly around here, but they're not open carry friendly. Yeah, that's you know, strange. They used to be open carry friendly because I remember going to Texas in the '80s, and they were open carry friendly. Now, however, the map I just put in the um, chat room that'll show you, like for instance. Uh, the states on typically in Pennsylvania and Delaware are uh, open carry friendly. And generally what that means is, um, you know, you've just basically got to uh, basically prove that you're a resident of the state and you can just open carry. Some states, like all the yellow states, you can just open carry. I, I think I think it's a great idea. Oh, I mean, like Arizona, open carry, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a wonderful idea. Because, but well, because like if you were if you were open carry and walking around open carry, then like all those Negroes running around with you know flash mobbing, that that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't see that happen. I I think the only problem with this website is that the girl looks like a Mexican. Well, I can't fix that, Bill. Yeah, well. Still, you go to you go to any gun show around here in uh, in Texas, and even though we've been invaded by Mexicans, and it's still ninety percent white attended events. So if that isn't good news, I don't know what is. Well, that's what I was pointing out. I was just down in the San Diego area, Rancho Bernardo, and I was flabbergasted. I mean, if you go on the streets, it's almost all Mexicans. Right. However, if you go to a decent restaurant, it's almost all whites. Bill was pointing out probably the Mexicans are back serving the food, but <laughs> there are whites in area. I, quite frankly, don't know where they're hiding out because the streets are just absolutely overwhelmed by um, this mixed breed population. Right. There's almost no whites on the streets or in the stores. Right. So that, that's got to mean that there's way more Mexicans in the area than there are whites. 
and there's small pockets of whites that are left in these areas that are going to restaurants. Because they got to be hiding somewhere. Right, right. Well, there, there's a particular gun show that I used to go down uh, here in the central Texas area, which is where I live. And um, um, the gun show itself was was in a was in a uh, Mexican neighborhood, a convention center in a Mexican, a 95% his, his Latrino neighborhood, right? You know, and but the gun show, when you know that they had every first every first um, weekend of the month, um, was overwhelmingly ninety percent white. You know, ninety five even. I, I I mean, I don't even think that'd be ninety five percent white. I'd say. You know, I mean, that, why is it? You know, so I mean. Tell you what, I mean, I think that's good news, man. You know, that's uh, so. I try, try to find some. I think that's that's great news. That's positive news. You know, and then when the when the and then when the Negroes or the or I, or Hispanics do look at guns, they're always looking at handguns and stuff like that. Well, that ain't gonna help you. <laughs> All you know is a handgun. It's only gonna help you about you know fifty yards out. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. But most people can't hit anything with a handgun at 50 yards. Right. I thought I lost y'all there for a minute. I Actually, most of the cops I knew can't even hit anything with a handgun at 50 yards. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and they go, and, they, and then they they got this, you know, and you can tell, so like, some of these Negroes are coming in this gun sh- in the gun show. There's not many of them, but the ones that do, you know, they're the kind of Negroes that hold their handgun sideways and stuff. I mean, rarely ever do you see a Negro come in. You'll, you'll see one in a blue moon come in that, that has a clue about any, has any kind of, you know, knowledge of guns or any kind of enthusiasm about guns, right? Yeah, but they're getting trained in the military. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is true. But, you know, you know, uh, you know, what do they get in the military? They're just going to be, they're just going to, they're just going to be grunts, right, with the standard issue uh, you know, M16 type stuff and M14 or M- if, if, if things break down, they'll be the warlords. Right, because most Americans do, wouldn't know which end of a gun to hold. Most white Americans. That the hunting culture is just about dead in this country. That the, the city people have only seen guns on television. If we ever had to defend ourselves, how are all these mall fags going to defend this nation? <laughs> well, I, well, I know New Jersey is a real hassle, and, uh, you know, they make a lot of money, but it, it costs a lot of money for you to get your license. It's a real, real hassle, man. And I, so that's just discourages a lot of people right there. Well, well, right, and, and but the, it, it's that not engaging in local politics that did that to them, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That they did it to themselves. 
My my my, my gun days are over anyway, so it don't matter to me. Yeah, but I'm saying that, you know, it, regardless of whose gun days are over and they're making more and more things a felony, so it does become an issue, there are still some states where you have every right in the world without being in the way of the law, quote, quote, to uh, defend yourself. And in those states, I, th- I think that our citizens should start carrying or we're going we're gonna to lose those states too. Well, yeah, yeah, right. A couple of these flash mobs, if a bunch of little Negroes got shot, it would end real quick. Yes, it would it end real quick. It would. It sure would. Now, now, what, what's the law? What's the law? Okay, let's say like, like here in Texas, you gotta have a you gotta have a license to be a concealed carry. Well, what if you were carrying concealed and illegally, and you pulled that thing out and shot one of those flash mobbers who was trying to kill you, and you defended yourself? What, what? How do you suppose the law would? How do you suppose the law would serve it up to you? Well, I know in California, even if you have a loaded handgun in your in your um, glove compartment, and you get pulled over and a cop finds it, that's just a misdemeanor. Uh huh. I mean, I was even flat out told that by the local uh, sheriff and this and the um, mayor of the city here. So some people think that these handgun things are. Are, can be really bad, but uh-huh. you got to imagine that when these police are dealing with uh, gangsters every day with all these Mexicans here, and a white guy having a, a loaded pistol in his glove compartment in Salinas is not going to be as significant as uh, uh, this guy getting shot at by... Uh, well, I'd like to think that, but but, you know... Uh, you, mean, you never like, know. Look at that guy that shot those guys that attacked him in the subway in New York City. Well, that's and did, did, did they, ma- the place they made his totally they made his life hell. Yeah, but that was a, that was a political statement in New York City. Well, that's what I'm afraid of, though. Is that is that I'm gonna okay? There's a flash mob running through. I'm, I'm down at you know I'm down at a music festival in you know downtown some. You know, downtown Austin or something, and 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 the flash mob comes running through there, and somebody tries to, you know, a bunch of you know half half dozen Negroes try to come, you know, you know, take my life or or whatever, right? And I pop my gun out and I say, you know, and I I you know I scatter them, and I kill one in the process. You know, well, what then? What then? You never know until you go to trial. You're going to have to you know, prove the, that your life is, is, is you're coming up with You're coming up with scenarios like, what if I got struck by lightning? Number one, in most cases, you're not going to have yourself in a position where you're going to have a bunch of these apes going around if you're smart. But second, if it does happen, so you want to you want to you want to have your life threatened versus doing the correct thing, which is ha- being able to defend yourself. Well, I don't, we'll do see, I don't even understand the question. To me, what right. you're asking me is so idiotic that I don't even understand the freaking question. It's like a, a junior high kid going, what if, what if, oh, daddy, please tell me. What are you doing? What do you think? You defend your freaking self. These are not. These are stupid questions. This is why we're in the position we're in today. 
is because no one's willing to defend themselves or their family, period. If you want to whine like a little girl and say, oh, the policeman's going to get me because I shot the black guy that had a knife in his hand and was ready to slice a hole in my head, come on, wake up. Well, in, in other words, we have to defend ourselves and stand up yeah. for ourselves and ask questions. Well, I, I agree with you. No, and, that, that's and, true. And I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd lift my skirt up exactly and run away like a little girl. <laughs> like you're spelling it out there, dude. You know that 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 ain't gonna happen. I thought I was asking a pretty fair question, but you know. I don't think these are fair questions. We're at I do. I think they're fair questions. You're worried about something somebody smacking you on the hand. When, first of all, no, I, I phrase the, the question, I go, I go, how would that play out? I know what I would do in the situation, but how well, would that play out in the law? You won't but, be dead. Yeah, you, you won't, won't The nigger wants to kill you. Yeah, but, you know, there's worse things in, you know, there's worse things in life than being, than being dead as far as I'm concerned. And one of them is just being locked in a box for me. For the rest of my life, I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's to me, I would rather defend myself, and if the police get out of control, well, I'll just go down. I'd rather well, be in that position than uh, than not being able to uh, be in a position where I can defend myself. I just yeah. think the question to me is ludicrous. From well, I understand my, what from you're saying. I made I made these decisions a long time ago. Um, and I don't understand these questions. The reason we're in the position today is no one is willing to sit down and say, what am I going to do? Am I going to defend my family, my property? Um, am I going to defend my person? Or am I not going to do anything and let the criminals run? Because our country is 100% controlled by criminals now, all the way from the highest office all the way down. And it's not you're going to have to make a stand. I understand what you're saying, Bob. That's fair. That's how I feel. But then, you know, I got I got, I got a nephew in New Jersey. Uh, I just got him get his gun license and everything like that. And I had to tell him, you know, when you pull that trigger, you better be sure what you're doing because you can lose your house, uh, you lose your family, and be put in jail with, with, the, with the way the laws are. You never know what's going to happen when you go to that jury. In most cases, you're going to get off. Well, no, that's I mean, not but, the, true. but the worst mm-hmm. thing, now, the, the, the Jew is showing you the other, the Jew is trying to get you scared so you won't defend yourself. But in most cases, you'll get off. Well, I mean, that has happened down here in Texas. Like uh, that old guy that was protecting his uh, neighbor's house, and there were two, uh, there were two, um, you know, South Americans that tried to break in. He took a 12 gauge out there and capped them both, you know. And they both died. There, so there's several stories like that in Texas so far. It's been it's been going well, and I can't believe it, considering the demographic change that's happened around here, right? Here in Arkansas, in Arkansas, they're pretty lenient about fence. Throw a couple of things out. We have a castle doctrine. You're in my house. If you break into my house, I have the right to do whatever I feel is self, family, my property. 
And this is the cool part. This is actually written in the criminal code. In when you call the cops to come collect the dead nigger out of your den, nigger, cops have to believe your story unless there is compelling evidence to the And now get this. Even if there is and it goes to a jury trial, the judge has to instruct the jury to give you the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Okay. Now, hey, that extends out into your front porch. Now, on your property, off, off from the house proper, you are entitled to do whatever you feel is necessary to keep someone from stealing property in Arkansas. So if you come in my yard and you steal my lawnmower, um, I'm entitled to knock you off of it. Now, they're kind of weird about <laughs> deadly force in this, but get by in a jury. Yeah, well, I'll well, tell you, I, I'd still rather take my chances down here in the state of Texas than than some of the some of the uh, whites that say like Idaho and places like that where they've got these they've got these uh, you know judges with grudges up there, you know. Yeah, there are certain places that are all white that don't understand this multicultural stuff. No, That's no, they, they, they can be a problem. Yeah, and they're like, and they're like, they're super hyper opposed to it. And like, like these so-called uh, Northwest states, like uh, uh, Idaho for, and I'm just taking Idaho for for an example. I mean, that place, I would not want to live in that state, man. That that place, yeah. like, that the law enforcement in that state is 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 maniacally anti-white. You know, from well, the stories I'm hearing. I know, for a predominantly white state, right? I'd rather take my chances down here in this multicultural cesspool. At least there's some gleaming stories of hope, you know? <laughs> well, that's because in Idaho they don't know about the nigger. Mm-hmm. goes back to the topic we started at the beginning of the program. Why oh, that's who dealt with niggers. That gets into, if you get into a federal jurisdiction. If you get into federal jurisdiction, that's an appointed judge. So, you know, you never know who gets in there. Right, right. Well, and, and you just get these in these, it seems like these overwhelmingly white states, like in the Northwest, Idaho, and things like that. It just seems like they, like uh, the people up there are hypersensitive about any kind of white nationalism or any white identity or anything like that. Brainwashing. Minnesota mm -hmm. is the same way. It's just brainwashing, mm -hmm. man. Now, I'm noticing here, along with Texas, it looks like uh, Arkansas, you have to have a permit to carry, too. Right now. Which right is now. kind of amusing. Yeah. Um, there was a push to get an open carry law in this state. I don't think it flew. And, and I'm not entirely sure carry is a good well, idea. What's going on with Florida? Because I thought Florida was open carry, and, and they don't appear to be open carry either. Really? That's what it's, this map is showing. It's not an open carry state. I saw a video. Oh, it was a couple of days ago. Non-permissive yeah. open carry uh -huh. state. Non-permissive open carry state. What, what does that mean? Means you cannot have 
a a holster on your hip or have cannot display brandish your fire weapon on oh, your. Oh, okay, I can see, and and uh, yeah, yeah, brandishing it. Yeah, okay, I understand that. And, and you and it, you can have a fire weapon on you, but it has to be concealed. You know, that's the only lawful carry of firearm, and and is 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 that it is concealed. Yeah, but sooner or later you get a draw. That's brandishing too, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and I do know people that that. Uh, I mean, like I said, I do know people that. Uh, it's real easy to get a a. It's not hard to get a concealed carry. It's not hard to get one, provided you don't have any felony or anything like that. But I know people that still carry concealed. Even though they're not legal to do so, they still do it, you know, because they're concerned about their safety. Well, I'm going to let you on a secret. Jersey's tough, but everybody I know got a gun. <laughs> right, right. You know what's a tough one is California, where I am right now. Yeah, I heard that's bad over there. You know, there are certain mm-hmm. areas where if you're on a ranch, you can you can carry freely. Um the, it's different by the by the county here, but depending on how rural the area is. But the, the the and the problem is is you've got to get the local sheriff to agree to give you a permit for concealed carry, and depending on the feelings of the local sheriff is 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 uh, uh, it, it can be tough. Anyhow, this has oh, no. gotten off. This has probably gotten off topic. I, I I'm almost sorry I brought it up now, but. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, it's a very important topic, man. Very well, important I know, topic. but I don't know if a CI form is a way to talk about sealed or non-concealed weapons. It's just that it came up the other night with uh, with ProThink, and, and I don't really, personally, I don't pay a lot of attention to what I can or can't do. I go by what I feel is right a lot of times, and I uh, and avoid certain situations. Um. I understand what you're saying, Bob. I understand what you're saying, but you know, when my family was young, I, I was more uh, timid for the fear of what could happen to them if something happened to me. You know, uh, yeah, through the law. Well, there's been but, there's been several situations I've gotten myself out of around this area by uh, having stuff available at the right time. And nothing ever came of it. I mean, basically, when you got a mob of Hispanics coming your direction, you got a young girl with you. And right. A three fifty seven comes out. I can tell you they hightail it off. You don't need to do anything else. There's a video out. I saw it a couple of days ago. I don't know if the guy's a Black Panther leader or what. He's some kind of black agitator. And he's right up front about how scary white people with guns are. And he says, look, he said, these guys in the South, they're taking their daughters out and they're putting it on YouTube and their daughters can can uh, can hit the bullseye at, at such and such distance. And he said, you know damn well when they come into our neighborhood and they say, nigger, get your ass on the truck that we're going to get on it. And I don't know where I saw that video, uh, but but he's scared. And he yeah, knows what the boss man will do. There, yeah, that's I, 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 what I said. I mean, I've trained this entire household that I'm in right now. Yeah. Um Everybody's everybody's armed, and so I would I would fear the person that attempted to break through a window at night or something, you know. Right. 
Right. And that wasn't the way originally, but then they started seeing the light. Yeah, that's a sad state. Before it'd be you wouldn't do it out of respect. Now we've got to have them down to you. They've got a fear doing it. Anyhow, I think, I think it's important why we have the opportunity right now to at least look at these options and learn and and um, and prepare. I still wonder how much longer we've got. I think Bill's got an idea. It can be anywhere from, what, five years to 50? Yeah, right. I don't think it would go much further than that, but it could be another 50. Well, you know... Shouldn't try to predict when, but um, you can look forward a little bit. And, and the um, statistics say that um, whites are pretty much going to be gone if things keep going the way they are by 2100. So, so we'll be down to the old remnant that we were um, in, in 3500 BC, right? How about that? Eight. <laughs> uh, it's our own fault. Well, well, absolutely. Well, we as a race bear all the responsibility for what's happened to us. Well, we can't blame it on the Jew. We, yeah, you know, the Jew moved into our nations, and, and um, well, after the emancipation in 1800, he set up all his idols, and we followed them, and that's where we are today. And that's why. Because instead of diligence and, and the safeguard of our liberties and our culture against the Jew, what we chased after all the Jewish idols, the burlesque, the vaudeville, the, the movies, the, the television, the radio, the organized sports, and, and we abdicated our responsibility in our community by chasing after all these Jewish idols. I think when we went over to murder our brethren, we... Uh, we uh, well, well, right, but that was also a result of it, right? That was such a sin that we're paying for that. Absolutely, but that was also a result of our turning our minds over to the Jew and, and his movies and, and television and, and Broadway plays and, and all the entertainments that he set up for us. And his money yep. system. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you can only blame the Jew, you know, for so long, you know, until you got to say, well, you know, we got to take responsibility for, you know, well, well, right. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, Satan's fault that Eve went along with him. Yeah, right, right. It was Eve's fault. Eve was responsible right. for that, right? I mean, I recognize, e e you know, the evil of the Jew, and but I mean, it's it, you know, like it, like a gentleman was mentioning earlier. He said to the degree to which the brainwashing has occurred, it is astounding, right? It's it's not just. Yeah, they think we're all just you know brothers and sisters, and it, but the, the you know like these uh, parents are having uh, mongrel children, and they they're taking these children on as their own. I mean, that's a high degree of that's a high degree of of delusion, you know, that's a, to me. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, my theme tonight was that we should take advantage of these Negro. Um, acts of violence to use them as a vehicle to reach our brethren and try to direct them to right. to, to the truth, right? And when you know the so-called conservative media, you know, like Fox and all them, you, you didn't even hear, yeah, there's not even one mention of it. 
Well, well, right. They're trying to suppress it. They're trying to keep all the news reports of these events very local. And, and the Internet makes it impossible to do that, but most people don't get their news from the Internet. Most people still get their news from the, the mainstream news sources. I think they're scared that there's a possibility that people could just wake up real quick, you know, and uh, that's why they try to suppress it. Oh, absolutely, because they don't want to, to, to um, that they don't want middle America seeing how these Negroes act in, in their native, um, in, in their native form. And, and as soon as they, as soon as there's enough of them, and, and few enough white people to stop them, that then they're going to revert right to their jungle, rule of the jungle, law of the jungle ways. That's what's in them. That's what their essence is. That's what they are genetically. I, well, I, I, I straighten up a few black people I know. I told them, I said, you know, when white man goes to war, look out. Fair warning. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting <laughs> about what you just said there about waking up is um, is that that seems to be what is insinuated in the Bible is that the white man does wake up and it's too late. Well, well right. And, and he has to know that God is going to deliver us from it. He's going to make, us po make it possible for us to get out of this. We don't know exactly how that's going to be. We're told that Christ is going to return in the same way he left. But how, you know, whatever that, however you want to take that, we are going to wake up and we are going to see that, that um, we need our God to get us out of this situation. There's no I doubt. Think, I think part of that is breaking from this false teaching that goes around, too. Well, well right, we have to break from that, absolutely. That Judeo-Christianity? Exactly, man, exactly. You know, that, that the Judeo-Christianity actually fascinates me because I was in that for many years. I don't know how many other people are, are, were in that camp, but oh, yeah. I can't believe the extent of how badly I was brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to agree with you. I was, I came from that same background. I mean, yeah, I was Catholicism, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was Methodist. Southern Baptist. And my dad was a preacher for over 35 years. I don't know. Do you, th do you, I mean, from your opinions and your experience, I don't see how anyone can come to any good conclusion unless they get out of that first. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the opiate, man. That's the opiate that's taking us down the path. That's, yeah, that's, there's, that's a, the, there's a comfort yeah, zone the, in it. You're right. Comfort that's, zone that's, in it. That's the hard stuff right there. The hard, that's the hard liquor, the, the narcotic, you know. I mean, but when you're when you're doped up with that stuff, it it takes years to get your brain unraveled from that. It did me. Well, it's still in your soul. I mean, how how more personal and deep can you get? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And my parents and uh, I would say many and all of my family members will never get get pried out from under it. Yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm getting my younger generation pried from out of it. Everybody, my sisters and bro brothers and stuff like that. Um, I just can't talk to them, you know. I'm a I'm a I'm a white racist or some bullshit like that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 just treat me like like I have leprosy or something. Race? I haven't, I haven't had success in my family at all, except for what Bill would call 
one of my questionable relatives, her father is Sicilian. Uh, she's the only one I've had success with with <laughs> with CI, which is hilarious. Who, your father-in-law? No, my my uh, my cousin, and um, I I would say that she's she's certainly most likely not in a uh, true Israelite, but but she understood. The second I told her about CI, she told me you you hit it on the nail. She knew immediately the second I described uh, the CI belief. Huh. Well, then, I, 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 I concentrate on the younger generation, so, you know, the nephews and stuff like that, the kids and stuff like that, because, uh, uh, the, first of all, they got to trust. They know I, I never lie, so I got that trust with them, and so I'm slowly, slowly uh, trying to get them turned around, and it's, it seems to be working pretty good, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think what's yeah. going to happen um, is that the, with that younger generation, what you're going to find is, Parents aren't able to justify their behavior. You know, let's go to war for the Jews and let's do this, and the Jews can allow to do anything. And yet, um, as a Christian, we're not supposed to do these certain things. That's. I think that the younger generation is going to get that. Where for some reason, our generation—I don't know how old you are—but uh, uh, we we got sucked into it. We didn't really question it. Right, right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I'm older than you guys. I, I I didn't really get sucked into that very very much. But uh, uh, I tell the I tell the kids. I says you you tell them if they want you to go die in a sandbox for the for the Jew to get a gun and go over and do it themselves. If they're willing to do that, <laughs> you'll follow them. They're a bunch of cowards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how low can you get sacrificing your kids like that? That's, you know, I mean, once I, I, know, I, that, once I, I mean, put it to them like that, you know, they haven't, they're, you know, they haven't got much to send, say to defend themselves, and then the kids see through the bullshit. I don't know that that uh, patriotic flag waving. Um, I go to church. American, you know, uh, is a strong. I mean, we just had eight people over in Afghanistan die, right? And I'm just looking at this white woman and her white husband that got died and, you know, leaving their kid fatherless and stuff. It's amazing what people people put their life on the line for, you know, for a lie. It's amazing, I, really. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm putting my life on the line for something, I gotta have, I'm going to have a serious gut check about what I'm doing. Well, uh, I think... I think Bill on Tatsu did last night uh, a speech that Adolf Hitler did when he got into Danzig, and he he specifically told the people, "We're not here because of patriotism." Right. Uh, well, I did not hear that. I wish I could have heard it. Oh, it was really really good. And uh, yeah, you know, the, you know, it, it's like, you know, that poor, that poor guy. He, you know, went over there and died doing what, you know. Some, of course, some people go over there and they like to, uh, you know, I've met people like this before. They just like to go over and shoot at things, and they, they just get a big charge out of that. It doesn't really matter what the cause is about, right? They're just action junkies. Well, did you ever read the novel Catch Twenty Two? It was just about that theme. Uh, there's people in the military who've got no business handling a weapon, 
they get into killing other people or dropping bombs in, in the case of this novel, but they're so good at it that the military can't afford to discharge them on a Section 8. Hmm. Well, while Hitler was comparing superficial hurrah patriotism to fanatical, to, 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 to true determination, is it what he was doing? Exactly. That's where our, our, our military isn't. No, they're hurrah patriots. That they play, um, and, and it's real funny, right? It, it's um, when Bob and I went to the National Constitution Center in, Pen in in Philadelphia, they had a little showcase with Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." Oh Jesus, God! I swear, it was disgusting. The pictures are on Christagenia. That the um, yeah, you know, that's hurrah patriotism. That's Hollywood patriotism, right? It, it's all bullshit, and and that's what this whole country is is um. Well, white people have to understand, and, and Clifton said this a long time ago, you can't be patriotic unless we have a common patriarch. Yeah, you know, but like, you, you can't be patriotic with a Mexican. What common patriarch do you have with a Mexican? That Mexican don't care about you. He just wants to rape your daughter. Yeah, they're patriotic to a flag. Oh, that's a pretty good little saying, though. You can't be patriotic unless you have a common patriot. Well, well right. You, we can't be patriotic together unless we have a common patriarch. That's what hmm. patriot ma means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I'm going to have to steal that. I think it's, it's, and and you can't... Christians can't pledge allegiance to a flag. My only allegiance is to my race. Period. Christ told me, love my brother. Okay, well, I know who that is. His name ain't Leroy. <laughs> Actually, that Pledge of Allegiance came from a, a, a socialist who uh, did it so his buddy can sell flags. Well, well I, I wouldn't doubt it. It's no different than, than the damned, um, uh, uh, now the, the, the thing's lost on me, right? Well, what's that, um, that, that Marxist workman's chant they have? The Internationale, right? It, it's no different. It rallies people to around a, a cause so they can be led around by the nose. I have no allegiance to a flag. A Christian's only allegiance should be to Christ, but which who commands us to keep his commandments and to love your brother. So your only allegiance is really to your race. If you love your brother, you can't break his commandments. And it's that simple. It boils all of Christianity, boils down just to that. Well, just because of that, Bill, I haven't been spreading enough love tonight. I decided to change my avatar. Since I've been oh, you're going for the Justin Bieber thing again? Or? Yeah, I got the <laughs> Justin Bieber love. That's just sick. All you need is love. Yeah, it's real 60s. Yeah, yeah. well, 60s love is just um, orgiastic sex, right? The, the 60s concept of love is, is a Jew's heaven to the Jew. Yeah. Mike, Posting, you wanted to say something. I know you did. You were just itching. Mike, he must be tied up with kids.
I think what the problem is, is he's got a very bad connection. He was uh, poking me a few minutes ago saying he was going to try, and I saw his mic light up, but it didn't quite get through. Yeah, he was yelling at me five minutes ago. Can I talk? Can I talk? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping someone else gets encouraged a little bit here to Give it an effort on Yahoo or, or the Google News articles on the comments section and then compare notes on what gets flagged and what doesn't get flagged so I can save some time next time I post stuff. I don't know. I'm not in Google, so uh, I mean Yahoo, so I'm not sure what problem you guys are having over there. Uh, it's not necessarily a problem. It's, it's just that I was trying to get some of these. I was trying to push the .844.org website. And in, in order to do that, I wanted to have certain political statements inside of select articles. Um, and it, in, when you do that, when you put in the comments, they're starting, these Jews are starting to flag specific words. So I'm not sure what all the words they're flagging, but if they flag the words and you attempt three times to get your comment through, then you get your account gets flagged. So, oh, I, I understand. They, they get me kicked out of, off of YouTube and Facebook all the time. Yeah. Jewish flaggers. These Jews, have con they control every single avenue that we have, including the Internet. I, it, just, it, it really is amazing. There's well, no they blind. had a big campaign. They get paid for that. They had a big campaign where this organization came from Israel. It's on YouTube where they had a meeting about it. And they said that's what they're going to plan to do, and they're teaching them how to uh, do things on different 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 uh, uh, web applications, and how to handle it, and how to cause uh, arguments, and how to get people kicked off. Yeah, you know, they it was like about two seconds after I posted my comment, um, a guy Mark got on there and posted a a ridiculous comment after that, which then I tried to post a response to. I couldn't post my response. It wouldn't let me post anymore, even though it didn't have any of what I considered the flag words in it. But in addition to that, it was clear that Mark was a Jew. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I get that all the time, man. I can't get back at the guy, you know. So, you can't but get I use back code words. No, I use. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, yeah, they flag me for Jew. I put J O O or Bagel Boy. Thing who I'm talking about. Well, I didn't even do that. I got a, um, can you guys hear me, though? Sort of. Is it, is it coming through? Yeah, it's, it's on the verge of breaking up, though. Right. Here's a good link to the Jews and the Internet here. Is that one of your sites, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say is when, when I'm on YouTube and I want to make fun of Jews or something, I'll use the word Edomite, and that has yet to be flagged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, or Chosenites. I guess I'm going to have to prepare a nice pre 
preempt my next thing here is uh, get a nice comment uh, that has all these wonderful internet people in it. Well, lately we're telling we're telling the blacks we're, we're uh, challenging to go get a DNA test and telling them you're going to find out you you all got you blood in you because they're the ones that have been raping you. You know, it doesn't surprise me that the blacks in America have Jew blood because I think that they're pretty much about the worst blacks on earth. Well, yeah. Who do you think was raping them? Who do you think brought them over in the sugar uh, trade oh, yeah. and all that stuff? Yeah. It, so it was they're the Jews. And even now, any neighborhood, man, you always see the Jews going after those black uh, crackheads and stuff. In New Jersey, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see yeah. the Jews with the um, in, in the limousines out, outside the Lincoln Tunnel. Chasing after the black hookers. Yeah, that's why a lot, a lot of the they just black can't last stay away. names, a lot of the black last names um, are Jewish in nature. For example, we have a lot of niggers here in my area with the last name of Warner. Right. I always kind of wondered why they had that name. They did. Uh, I tell them. Well, hmm. apparently there was a big lawsuit. Some uh, wealthy blacks sued one of these places did because they didn't like the results they got. <laughs> but it's all done by Family Tree. It's a Jew organization anyway, so. Well, well the, um, my, my father used to tell me, and, and I noticed it myself later on in life, my father used to tell me that when he was a, 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 a boy on Jackson Avenue in Jersey City, which was a white neighborhood when he was a boy, but it hasn't been in 50 years, that all of the shops were owned by Jews, and, and the Jews used to close the shops and leave and go looking for black hookers. <laughs> they used to see the Jewish merchants on the, on the streets and after their shops closed looking for black hookers. You know, this is a question I have for you. Is um, I don't understand this. It has uh, Jewish faces on the Internet and computers, but I don't see Al Gore here. I thought he invented the Internet. Yeah, he invented the Internet. He should be at the top. <laughs> Glaring omission with this website here. I swore in New Jersey that every every queer couple I saw that um, one of the men was a Jew. You know that is an interesting thing about the Jews and being faggots. I, I, they, there seems to be an awful high percentage of them that are fags. I don't know how they actually reproduce. Well, the sexual deviants. Okay, yeah. not just necessarily. Well, you know, I like guys. It's like I, I don't want to act like a normal person. And yeah, they're omnisexual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're deviants. No two ways about it. Hey, Bill, it looks like this uh, Jane Silver is the most popular Linux distribu distributor here. And she's not very pretty. That that's Ubuntu and Ubuntu actually has an African motif, right? Well now you know why. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and it's getting close to somebody right. else, you know. 
Ubuntu is a, is a Linux distribution. It's not Linux, right? It, it's just okay. one distribution out of many. It, it's 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 a shell, um, yeah, you know, and and a um, a bunch of programs put together and packaged. It is what a distribution is basically, right? They they take the Linux core and they take all these programs written for Linux and and that they customize them with their motif and and logos and and distributed as a Linux package, but it's not, you know, they didn't actually develop most of the programs. I think she's hot. Not oven hot, but... <laughs> well, well, she should be hot. She will be when she's in the ashtray with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Linus Torvalds is not a Jew. He's actually a, a sweet, I think. Finish, finish, finish. Okay, I'm corrected then. Yeah, I, no, I knew he was from up there somewhere, right? Not a Jew, no, no. Okay. They hate them. And the proof that he's not a Jew is he never made a dime on Linux, right? Well, he actually created something useful too. So yeah, something useful and free. Nah, he can't be a Jew. <laughs> not possible. All right. Canonical has taken a major role in in certain um, yeah, you know utilities for Linux, but but Linux can live without them. Hey, Bill, that that uh, that find that you made there, that that uh, those host that hosting provider, they, they look pretty. They look pretty good. I mean, yeah, I was really surprised by that price. Right, uh, I wish yeah. I'd have known known now, about. Now it, it is in pounds. You realize that, right? Is that 65 pounds a, a year? A, a month, I mean? I thought that was dollars. I'm no, sorry. Pounds. I thought it was dollars. Wow. Okay. I thought well, it was I mean, too good to be true. Still, still, I still thought it was pretty good, right? Yeah, that's like normally, $90 a month. Everything out, of the U, everything out of the UK is, in, is a rip. I'm assuming they're out of the UK because they offered the price in pounds. And then I saw the price in euros. And then I saw the, you know, in the fine print, finer print, it was the price in U.S. dollars. And um, so I'm assuming it's probably from the U.K. firm. But still, that's pretty, I mean, that's, uh, for what they're offering, daggum. That's, I mean, 8 gig of RAM, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I know. I, I have to find a backup server company for, for um, to replace host folks because host folks is entirely unreliable. Tired of them. Tired of my stuff crashing. Yeah, and that's a that's a dedicated machine. I was like, yeah, that looks pretty nice. And then and then you can put you know throw your favorite distro Linux on there and go with it. Well, well, okay. I didn't expect the conversation to turn tech. This is the Chris again. You're open for right. <laughs> You know, we can blame that one on ProSync. You can blame the other one on ProSync too, because he got me on the on the open open uh, weapons thing the other night. Well, we'll just blame everything on ProSync tonight. Yeah, especially since he can't talk. Right. You know, I look at Bill Gates there, and I'm a little scared because people said when I was younger I looked like Bill Gates. Does that mean I'm a Kuykenstein? That, nah, that's the that's the um actually that's the natural 1970s geek look, right? <laughs> you think Bill Gates looks like a Jew? Oh, I don't know if he looks like a Jew. People said I used to look like Bill Gates. Oh, he just looks like a nerd. He, I don't think he looks like a Jew. Oh, thanks a lot. 
What, Bill Gates? You don't think Bill Gates looks like a nerd in his young days? Well, I don't know, but that means I look like a nerd. Do well, I look like I'm, a nerd? I mean, is that a well? Well, you had that 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 um pocket protector look to you, Robert. I can't I, I can't deny it. Are you saying <laughs> I look like an engineer? Yeah. Looks like you could uh, you could fix up a Linux patch up a Linux server real quick. Well, I don't know about that. I could fix a fix a power converter. Yeah, yeah, but Bill Gates, I mean, well, yeah, Bill Gates didn't have that Arnold Schwarzenegger look, if that's what you mean. No, he has, he has that, he has the nerdy computer geeky pocket protector look, right? We used to call it the Poindexter. Yeah. Yeah, but he's laughing all the way to the bank, isn't he? Now, now this page isn't identifying Bill Gates as a Jew, it's identifying Paul Allen as a Jew. Yeah, well, Bill Gates is definitely a Jew. You think Bill Gates is a Jew? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Are, you, are, you, are you sure about that? I know he's probably oh, well, a family well, I didn't think he was, was a Jew. Yeah, he might oh, be. He's, he's definitely a Jew between the ears. There's no doubt. He's but, Jew but, between well, the ears, for sure. He's with the Rockefeller from way back. Well, okay. whether he's a Jew or not Jew, dot com says he's not a Jew. That's not true. He's well, well, his father's a lawyer, so that's two strikes. But I don't know if he's a Jew. His father's a doctor. I don't think non-Jews build synagogues. Did you profile his nose? Well, his nose doesn't give it away all the time. Mm -hmm. There actually is one instance in the New Testament of a non-Jew building a synagogue. Uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm just being honest. Yeah, the Roman, the, the apostles told Christ that he built an assembly hall for them, right? Yeah, his father was the head of the uh, big uh, or abortion thing there, uh, family something. I don't know. I always thought he was a lawyer. I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember no, something no, no. I read 30 years and, ago. And and now, and 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 his uncle was the guy that was tied in with Rockefeller when he had that that shooting of those miners in, in the silver mines in Colorado. Okay, he was some kind of a Baptist or something like that. And he's the one that uh, tried to change his... his uh, 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 public uh, profile. Hey, do you think this uh, this uh, Jane Silber? She she was uh, her lips were moving in the wrong position, and she came up with silver instead of silver. I didn't even get a laugh out of that one. Maybe her mouth was full when she said it. Sorry, I'm trying to look up Bill Gates' father. Well, Bill Gates was raised as a Congregationalist along with the rest of his family. He's William Gates III, and his ancestry is uh, English and Scot-Irish. And he's got the frecks. Yeah, he's... I'm going to say he's I'm gonna say he's not a kike. He, he may be a kike alike, but... He's, yeah, he's a kike. Or maybe he's just one really smart white guy who knows how to make money, you know. Was he comfortable no, on the dollar sign? Uh, no, he he I, he just he's just uh, he um, is no no he's 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 a front okay him and the other guy Hathaway uh, billionaire guy they're just fronts okay that's yeah. why they got to give all their money away because it's not theirs. Are you talking about Warren Buffett? His father was a prominent lawyer. Uh, his mother served on the board of directors for First Interstate Bank System in the United Way. Yeah, the kike likes. 
They had Bill Gates' father practice law until 1998. I really thought I, that I remembered him being a lawyer. It don't matter. Bill Gates went to Harvard that was 30% Jewish in, in the 19, um, by the 1970s. And, and then dropped out. If, if you know anything about the early history of Microsoft, uh, I mean, Paul Allen's a Jew, there's no doubt about that. But, but if you know anything about the early history of Microsoft, Bill Gates really stepped in shit. Uh, I mean, Microsoft was what was, um, what was some kind of Cinderella outfit, and, and it, it was total luck that Microsoft got picked for the um, operating to produce the operating system for the IBM PC. Well, they were like the third choice. Now, I believe Steve Ballmer might have some Jew in him. Yeah, he bought that operating system. Well, well, he bought it from Seattle Software. Yes, he did. Bill yeah, Gates' claim to fame was writing a basic interpreter for an old original, you know, home computer. I think it was the yeah. Altair or something like that, right? And, yeah, and he teamed up with Paul Allen, and they bought a company called Seattle Software that had an operating system for that same personal computer. This is before the IBM PC. And, and what happened was there was a company called Digital Research that um, had a better and more established sounder operating system. And IBM went to Digital Research to produce the first operating system for the IBM PC, and digital research blew them off. Just blew them off. So IBM went to Seattle Software. That They went to Bill Gates. If digital research doesn't blow off IBM, then the history of personal computing is way different than it turned out, right? Yeah, Paul Allen is definitely a, a bagel boy. Well, uh, Steve, ba I believe Steve Bomber is too. I yeah, think. according to um, this page, he is a Jewish mother. Yeah, uh, I, there's no doubt that Bill Gates, uh, if he's a Jew or not, don't matter, right? He he thinks yeah, like right. a Jew, he acts yeah. like a Jew, he uses his money like a money Jew, like a and he Jew. surrounds himself with Jews. In in the yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, for all practical purposes, he's a Jew, but I, I don't. Uh, you know, and and he probably will be judged as a Jew during Judgment Day too. You know? he, he um that that million dollar scholarship fund for Negroes really billion dollar scholarship fund for Negroes really ticks me off, right? Mm. I, I don't think Microsoft has has um ha, has gotten a billion dollars in revenue from Negroes its entire existence, right? <laughs> oh, I like this line. Balmer is known for his energetic and exuberant behavior. Translation, he's borderline psychotic. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. hey, I mean, have you guys seen the new Windows 8 that's coming out in September? Have you seen No, that? but I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I don't Windows know how many 8. people are Windows users in here, but golly. Um, totally. Yeah. It's real dog poop. I gotta tell you, I hated seven Windows Seven. I hated it, and oh. Windows Eight. When and it's supposedly amongst Windows people, you know, it's an it's an agreeable it's an agreeable version of Windows, right? They they liked it a lot better than Vista, and um, but Windows Eight, man, that's gonna be a total freaking failure. <laughs> yeah, we, Gates' father was ahead of Planned Parenthood. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was playing Parenthood. 
And, now, that, that's pretty sinister right there. And he's in with Warren Buffett's gates, and now Warren Buffett's son is ahead of it. That's pretty sinister right there. Yeah, so he's definitely a Satanist. Mm-hmm. Sinister. He, he is a sinister person, no doubt about it. Well, they're all Windows users here except two Mac users and you and I. Yeah, I'm on a Windows box right now. Well, Well, uh, when you're dealing with customers that have Windows, you got to know Windows, you know. I may be wrong twice here. I was wrong about Texas, and I may be wrong about Bill Gates, although I could have sworn I saw years ago that Bill Gates was a Jew. Well, he might as well be. Really. Well, they might, the family might be cryptos, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always thought he was a Jew. You know, you know he has red, he has that, that, that Ashkenazi red hair. But, but, uh, um, that red hair isn't, would be more of a an Aryan feature, right? The fact that it's, uh, the Ashkenazi yeah. has yeah, it. There's... Well, his, right. ancestor, his ancestor is listed as English, Scot-Irish, and German. So that's where his red hair and his, his skin color is coming from. And supposedly his ancestry goes, has been traced back to the 1700s, and there's no kikes in it. But who knows? Okay, yeah, right. you know, is there some kike blood in there from... It seems like it. The way it doesn't seem like it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I always we'll, think we'll see. We'll see. That Evan Rachel Woods up. And she she absolutely does not look like a Kikenstein. There's just no way you could you could say that girl is a kike. Who who was her name? Evan Rachel Wood. And she is she's a kike. There's absolutely no way you could say. All right, right, right. Evan Rachel Wood. I I I have not seen her. Never heard of her. I, I I actually I don't know if I still have her. I had a picture when she was younger. Let me see if I even still have. I had to find it again. But um. There's plenty of plenty of uh, people out there that that kind of have that that Kikenstein look, or well, non-Kikenstein look, and they're and they're Kikenstein. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, well, I always thought it was a much higher Jewish population in this country than they admit. I mean, look oh, at yeah. Captain, look at Captain Kirk. I never would have thought he was a. You know, back in his early days of yeah, in the sixties, in the sixties, he was like a white boy. Now oh, look yeah, at him now. You know, yeah, yeah, Leonard Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy, back then there was no mistaking it. You know, he yeah, was right, just there was no mistaking it, right? But yeah, yeah we never always, saw he was white. Yeah, yeah. Spock always looked like the devil. Yeah, but well, but Cat, but but uh, William Shatner. I mean, I just never thought he was a Jew. I never would have guessed that. No, no he looked like apple pie and Chevrolet in 1970. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. If you're upset with Gates, I'm just reading here now, he invested $26 million in a homosexual publishing. Yeah, right. Everything Gates has done with his money is disgustingly Jewish, right? Everything. Which there's no doubt. The vaccines, the Negro scholarships, everything he's done with his money is revolting to to white society. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Bill Gates is a front. Well, well, that very well could be. I'm, I'm not arguing with you. It's we don't know who's really behind half these turkeys. Uh, I think the really richest Americans or the really richest people in the world, none of us know their names. 
Uh, I mean, they're probably all Jews, but none of us know their names. It's probably not even Rothschild. That's true. It's just that's true. If you're truly a crypto Jew and you want to remain a crypto Jew, I, I, I don't think I don't think people could find you out. You know, real, not real easy. I mean, obviously, some are going to be better at it than others, right? I think the Bible. I think the dot Bible is pretty explicit there. You know, Jesus said, you know, it's the the fruit that the tree bears, right? Right. Absolutely. All all of right. those this fruit is oh, is rotten. Right. Right. I'm not doubting that. So I, you know, we, don't, we don't have to get the, we don't have to get the birth certificate. Right. 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 Uh, true. Vimeo banned missing links after I don't know how many months being out. Now, does that mean it's not up anymore, Mike? No. Oh, man, since I'm down here, I can't do anything about it because there's no way I can get a whole movie uploaded down here. Well, well, I could for you if you want me to start a Vimeo. What do I got to do? Get a Vimeo account? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll yeah, look it up over like hits too. What do I call it? Uh, uh, anything. I had that was the account I had the Jewish conspiracy movie on and missing links on, and man, they, both of those flicks had tens of thousands of hits each. So. But it was funny because I noticed people were on YouTube in the comment section going, oh, YouTube bans anything about Jews. Go to Vimeo. Go to Vimeo. And I was on there going, no, you know, Vimeo, uh, when I, Missing came out in August of 2008, Vimeo, it hit like 180,000 after a couple weeks, and, and Vimeo banned it. Why don't and we just all upload the promo and a link to your site? I'm going to get it up this island. Well, what if ten guys upload the promo and a link to your site? Yeah, that's what I gotta do. I gotta upload the movie. Well, I have to get the whole movie uploaded again to my. You have to get the whole movie uploaded to your site. The last time, and then go today. He started bitching and moaning about having too much traffic for a full-length movie that's getting too many hits on it. You, you got to make yeah. an FTP account on your server, right? I, just, I used to be email and... Photo bucket will hold it. I thought I, I thought you up with one or gave me that already. Man, it may have been a long time ago. Uh, do, you, do you have a shell account on your server? You see, if you have shell access to your server and you hook me up with a shell account, I could zap stuff right from my web, right from my server to yours. Real easy. And I already got your movies on my server. And I could just go enter a Linux command in a shell and zap it right to your server. I could have your movie a uh, 100 gigabytes in, in 10 minutes flat. <laughs> but I need that shell account. Do you know what a shell account is? No, I don't know how, what that is or how that works. It, it lets me log into your server on a command line, right? 
Some hosts offer them, most hosts, most good hosts offer them, and some don't. Okay, I'll have to see if I can pull it up on it here. Yeah, it's called SFH or a shell account, and, and usually you log in with the same credentials as your, your, um, as your FTP account, right? I could give you a shell, an FTP account on my server and, and, um, and, and move stuff over there for you, for, for you to zap over to your server. I, I mean, I make server-to-server -server transfers. It don't matter how big it is. It only takes a few minutes, usually, you know? Uh, it, where, where it would take me all night to upload a, two gigabytes from my house, it would take me an hour to move two gigabytes from server-to-server. And if you don't have if you don't have a shell account, if your PHP's got curl in it, you can do it do that too. Right. I I gotta look into a script for that. Yeah, I mean I'll be back at my house uh uh not tomorrow night, Wednesday night. So um I take care of everything. I know there's people that haven't they have the whole movie on YouTube that I can just embed it from there until I get up to my house. I can give you a way to embed it. I, I mean, I can give you a link to your 9-11 missing links on my server, right? Give me a minute. Okay, that'll work. It's in data.christagonia.org, I'm sure. Resources. It's a promo. I know I've got the movie. There it is. Well, the riots in Britain have spread to three other cities. Birmingham, 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 Bristol, and Liverpool. Wow, England is turned into France, huh? Yeah. There you go, Mike. There's where your missing links will be at 600 megabytes. Yeah, they're going to try to push you out worldwide. That, that's on unlimited, right? That's on an unlimited bandwidth server right there. That's on shared hosting. It don't matter how much bandwidth you use. You can post it everywhere. Okay. Thank you. Look at that. Well, well, yeah, you know, 
the, the Negroes and the Muslims are doing a lot more damage to Britain than Adolf Hitler ever did, that's for sure. <laughs> but he's still the world's biggest demon, and the Negroes and the Muslims are still, are, are still saints, right? It's absolutely incredible the way these people are just polluted. The, the way all these people are just brainwashed. Yeah, you tie in with anybody who talks about what a, what an asshole uh, Hitler was. Just simply ask him, well, you know, what about Joe Stalin, who was our ally? I mean, he made Hitler look like an amateur. Oh yeah, but he was our he was our ally. He wasn't trying to take over the world like Hitler was. Yeah, right. Oh, well, he did oh, take over really? the world. He succeeded. Oh really? <laughs> who, Uncle Joe? The communists didn't want to take over the world. Okay, this is news to me. <laughs> They're just brainwashed. They're lied to about history. They swallow it all. They, they've given a diploma to think they know something. They're proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, but... You well, know, no, it's it. not just them either, man. You can tell you what, my barber, okay, I mean, he actually fought in World War II, okay? I mean, the guy was going off in the barber shop one day about Hitler. Oh, yeah, he, he was out to take over the world, and Bob was like 80-something years old and waving these scissors around while he was talking, and I'm getting scared. Well, well right. <laughs> and, and they have more of an investment in believing the Jewish version of history because they don't want to think that they went over there screwing up, right? They really want to believe that they did the right thing, making the world safe for democracy, see, saving the world from that tyrant, the, those tyrannical Nazis, that they really want to believe they did the right thing. They'll never accept that that was wrong, that they did that, and, and that it was all for naught. Right. Well, it, it, it's total ignorance. I mean, you know, like, uh, I believe that, you know, I believe that wholeheartedly until I actually started to uh, read and find out who these people were. Well, well, it's like the pastor that comes to identity, right, that, that realizes that his career, what was, um, was wrong. Those guys are one in a million, right? That most of them that, that spent 20 years talking to Don Spears, he's a great guy, you'll like him. Um, next week or the week after on, on Talk Show, he's a 30-year 30 evangelical Baptist pastor or whatever the heck he was, he, he, um, and, and found identity and, and, and admits, you know, regrets his career now and, and um, admits that that was, and, and that takes a real man to do that. Very few people can do that. They don't want to believe that their lives were a lie. It, it's hard to accept. It really is. Wasn't Swift a former Methodist? Uh, yeah, Swift and his father. Yeah, yeah, and, and I damn near became a Methodist minister, and I thought he was. Yeah, but back then, with the there wasn't Methodist. There was Methodist Episcopal, forties, and Methodist Episcopal was pretty clannish with a K. It was it was almost a sudden phenomenon. Um, Man, Episcopal is downright an abomination now, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about Methodist Episcopal. Okay? Yeah. Uh, which is a t almost a totally separate thing. Both come from the Church of England. But the Methodist Episcopals uh, folded in with a bunch of other denominations in 1968 and became extremely evangelical. Uh, except right. in the South, not that bad in the South, but everywhere else, yeah. But the... Uh, but the liberalism's really creeped into the Methodist church, and it's one of the things that drove me out of it uh, sure, a few sure. years ago. Well, I remember when I was a kid, uh, uh, I used to see a lot of Methodists and Southern Baptists seem to uh, 
go to each other churches, each other churches fairly, you know, okay without without too much bother. You know? Yeah, despite the fact they don't like each other very much, uh, uh, the Methodists are very ecumenical. You know, we, they they try to get along with everybody else except the Mormons, who they really can't stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, SBs and, and UMC, I, I, I can see them getting along on a short-term basis, especially in small towns like this one, where they get along real well. Huh. Well, okay, yeah. I think this open floor is probably about run its course, right? You know, Bill, I want to throw this in. We'll just get it on tape. Um, talking about about Methodists, there, there's an old lady here in this town who, about two or three times a week, right up in the middle of the day, she'll pick up the phone and she'll say, "Well, lunch is on the table. Get your butt over here." So I go over there and eat with her because she's an incredible cook, and she's um, free will Baptist. She belongs to a free will Baptist which, church, which is a really good church. The one she attends. And he was here a couple of weeks ago. I was over there eating at her house, and, and she said, you know, you need you need to go ahead and join our church. Because we were talking about the Methodists, and she had some wrong ideas about them. And I, I was, wasn't was defending them, just, just straightening her out. And you need to go ahead and, and join our church. And I said, I can't. You won't accept my baptism. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm a former Methodist. I, I was poured on. And she said, um, huh thought a little bit. She said, well, we could always rebaptize you. And, and, and I said, well, yeah, baptism means immersion, and I know how y'all do it, but uh, I don't believe in water baptism. And she looked at me, and she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, first of all, and I gave her the seal almost word for word, the way you phrased it one time, when you ask a man to baptize you, you're putting him between you and God, and there's only one thing between you and God, and that's Christ. And secondly, the baptism Christ talked about was the baptism of of fire and the Holy Spirit. Well, Peter baptized. Yes, Peter did baptize, but he recognized later that he was doing it the wrong way. And she looked at me for a little bit, and then she just changed the subject. I don't know if I got through to her or what, but... Yeah, right. They can't process that. It's understanding that that book of Acts is obviously, when you read it, it, it's a book of transition. That mm-hmm. it took the apostles a few years to figure out that they had to um, drop these old covenant ways and, and adopt the the, um, the the message of the new covenant in practice as well as in word, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the upshot is I'm not going free will Baptist, but uh, <laughs> she dropped the subject. So. Okay, on that note, thank you, Victor, and, and um, thanks for being here, everybody, and listening. The Chris Begani are open for will be back on Talk Show Saturday night, 8 p.m. Praise Yahweh, and thank you. <laughs>